Well, welcome back, friend, to episode number 23. I'm going to talk today about counting the cost to follow Jesus. You know, we hear the scriptures, and it can be scary of what that would look like and counting the costs and the risks involved. But if you don't know the heart of the Father, it is going to be hard. But when you are drawn to a deeper relationship with him, you really start to shift your focus and to um, look at life differently. So I have my husband here to share what it was like for us to have him leave his executive career position to go to Bible school, what I had to deal with in facing my own fears of giving up the comfort of an income and security and going to a new level in my depth of intimacy with the Lord, as well as what it did for um, our lives together in our marriage and with our children. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. So welcome back. We're going to continue with our story of how we chose to forsake everything to follow Jesus. And I just want to welcome you back, Fred. <laughs> oh, again, thanks for having me. <laughs> so we were at a point where I thought it was going to be just you going to Bible school, and I thought in my natural thinking, okay, I'm going to have to go back to work because... That's just how we would have to be. We knew that it would cause us to sell our house in Grand Rapids, Michigan, to go out to Colorado Springs. We um, we only felt led to go to Karis Bible College, which is Andrew Womack Ministries Bible College. And it's strictly the Bible. It's not seminary. It was strictly 20 hours of being in the Bible every week to know God so then we could know our identity in Christ. And... I had, when we were fasting and praying, and if you haven't listened, go back to the previous episode to hear that story, but I had been praying about you going to Bible school, leaving your career to go to Bible school, and I actually had a vision during worship. In my mind's eye, I didn't have an outward vision, it was just an inward picture in my mind of you and I sitting together in Bible school, and it was very vivid, and I got excited thinking that we would both go to Bible school. But within literally seconds, the thought came, well, you're going to have to work, Lori. How are you going to make any money? And it was like, oh, yeah. And it was just the enemy coming in to steal that. But I actually saw us there. And what is so neat was that fast forward to October of that year, we were actually sitting in Bible school. And then during worship, all of a sudden, the Lord said, Lori, open your eyes. And when I opened my eyes, I saw that vision was reality. The vision that he had given me back in January of 2011 was fulfilled in October of 2011. Yeah, that's pretty. God goes that, before you. That God goes before you, right? Yeah. And, and he, he brings peace to your heart. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. And, um, you know, it takes a lot to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier we talked about um, separating yourself. Um, you know, and, and if you if you look at Luke 14, 26, it says you have to, to hate a lot of things, family, mother, brother, materialism, and so forth, and to, to be a disciple. And uh, it's really interesting. You have to do, you have to work through um, the influences that your natural understanding in the that brings to you. And the enemy knows what knows what your he's got the playbook on most every individual as well. He knows what their drivers are. He knows how they're wired. Um, he's been doing it for a long time, and he he creates creates division, creates separation, he, and he wants to kill vision. Mm-hmm. And God is so wonderful to give you give you that vision then. And as faithful as he is, he fulfilled the vision. But you had to fight personally, fight through some, some things. And 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 one of the things you had to fight through is the the relational aspect of it. You know, it says in in Luke, you have to hate your brother, mother, um, brother. And what he means is you have to put Jesus above their influence. Right. Yes, Jesus above of 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 your your alliance to them over him. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. And and then the next thing comes counting the cost in terms of when you're building th- in this in the same line of scripture, you have to c- count the cost of 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 materialism. Yeah. And so if you actually take that scripture in Luke 14, he's actually saying you have to overcome put yourself put Jesus above relationships, and you have to put Jesus above materialism. Right. To to be his disciple. And to do the things that he's called you to do, to move into the plans that he has for you, and that's really what that scripture is. And you got there, and you know, the, I think the relationship thing with you is a little easier, but I think the materialism side was oh, a little yeah. more difficult. Very much. And the enemy knows that, yeah. and so the enemy plays to you and speaks to your ear and say, "How are you going to afford this? How are you going to do this thing from a financial standpoint?" And and. And that's what he was. He was trying to drive, drive a wedge through your natural bend, and your natural understanding against what God was trying to do. And you overcame that. And it was, and it was wonderful. And and through the grace of God, you fulfilled that by overcoming the relational aspect of separation and the material aspect of separation. And these are two things that really impact people significantly. If if, if it would not so, Jesus would not have written in the book of Luke. And and it's a major major factor in moving to the things of God, moving by faith and stepping out into things that you have to overcome the impact or the influence of relationship and materialism above, or, or you have to put that below your relationship with God. Right. Well, and there's a lot right there. Um, and we'll have to talk about that in future episodes about um, money. You know, it, it, Jesus says that you can't love both God and money you will love one and hate the other. And so money was um, had been an idol for me. Um, I had a lack mindset, a self-sufficient mindset. I had made a vow at a very young age to be financially independent. And the Lord, through a series of steps, again, what you had talked about, there were all these small steps that led up to this big decision. It wasn't just all of a sudden the curtain opened and I had an epiphany. It was all of these small steps. And I had to break that inner vow back in 2007 when the Lord revealed that to me that I had made a vow of independence, which meant I couldn't depend upon the Lord. I was looking to Lori to be self-sufficient, or then I looked to you to provide. And God's like, no, I, he was my provider. And so I had, that was part of counting the cost was to walk by faith and not by our bank account. 
Yeah, mater- materialism and money and finances are one of the most major stumbling blocks yeah. that people have to deal with when stepping out in faith and doing things in faith. Even down to the simple tithe and giving and, 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 and when God... I mean, you could be walking down the street and the Holy Spirit would say, hey, give this person some money. It's kind of counter to what you want to do because you think they're going to they're gonna take it and, and, and spend it somewhere else or if, or, or, or whatever the case. When the Lord tells you to actually give something to somebody, you know, it's, sometimes it's very difficult to actually honor that um, command. But, you know, Jesus looks in the Holy Spirit, they see things from a perspective that you don't. So, uh, you know, I'm really proud of you, Lori, to overcome the overcome the um the financial side but you know let's go back a little bit you've seen the lord operate operate in our lives financially a series of small steps uh going well well the way back in what we mentioned in the previous episode about me finding a job and he gets me one next day that propels me into my ministry moving us to st louis missouri with with very little money and uh, living off change, <laughs> we, we had to dig through the couches, through the couches and co- find change so we could change. so we could get something to eat. Okay, and then him providing you with a very incredible job right. shortly thereafter. In fact, remember we were going out and buying those couches when we had no money because you knew the Lord was going to deliver a job for you, which yeah, was had, an act of faith. Right, we had prayed at church, and I just knew that I knew that I was going to get this this um, important job, and yeah, so we so, went and bought furniture by faith. By faith. We and so there's a furniture. series of financial things that happened to us by his leading and by his hand that allowed us to get to a point where, okay, we trust him to do this. Yeah, yeah. And really, it's it's in Luke 10, or excuse me, Luke 10, Luke 16, verse 10. He who is faithful in what is least is faith, faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Basically, money is the very basic thing in trusting God. That's where we're going to start. And really trusting and walking in faith, it's going to start with money. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, you know, we're, that's no, there's that's, no question about there's it. There's no way around that either. So I had really struggled with that lack mindset and being self-sufficient. And so this was another step of my faith. Again, this was our journey that it was what he was doing in you and what he was doing in me and then what he was doing in us and our family. And so I had to get to that point where I had to face my fear, which was not having enough. And But again, God had preceded me because before you even came to um, talk to me about going to Bible school, God had put a word in my heart about, Lori, you've been comfortable. Get used to not being comfortable. Now, I had no idea what that meant, but he preceded me. And then also, too, with the boys and all these different things, God had gone before me and gave me these little words during my prayer and worship and time in his word. I just didn't know what they, what they meant. And I look at it as putting together a puzzle without the cover picture so all you have are some pieces, and you have no clue what goes together, but you get little ones that go together, and it starts to form a picture. That's what he was doing. Well, absolutely. And just go, go back to count the costs, right? Mm-hmm. So really what, what you're, you're comparing what the plan God has for you and his request for you to step out in faith to something, and then you're going to turn around and actually compare it to what you got to give up. And that's the battle. He's actually asking, when he says count the costs, he's actually asking you to examine your heart 
and see what would be what is actually blocking you that would keep you from stepping into the things of God and accomplishing the things He has He has for you. And and you know, financial financial was a was a big thing. Uh, I I fortunately have never I have not struggled with that. I I I just believe that God provides and my my you know and it all started going back when I sold my first set of knives the day I was saved. So I just have this firm un doubt belief that he's going to take care of us financially and that allows us to operate very freely we're very free in in how we how we're willing to move how we're willing to step into things and really how we're going to give i mean we just god puts on our heart to do something we just do it and we don't even bat an eye anymore and it's just taken a long it's taken a long time it's been a journey (laughs) for some of us it's like your laugh I, i remember when we were first married and we first got saved we didn't get saved until after we were married but we were in the church and they were passing passing the offering bucket and it was all I could do to put that $20 bill. <laughs> that was a stronghold for me. Money was, was a, a stronghold very, for very me. Strong. Yeah, I remember putting $40, you have a gift of giving. $40 in the offering plate, and Lori's like, oh, how, why are you going to give him so much? I've come a long way. <laughs> oh, you should see the look on her face. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so God meets you where you're at, and he's so good. And, um, you know, and then in contrast to that, when we're in Bible school and neither of us are, are working, we gave more percentage-wise when we were not working than we have when we were we've been working. Oh yeah, I mean, we I was a, I was just an example of that. I was sleeping very soundly one night, and the Lord woke me up, and it says, "Give me like a thousand dollars to this one couple." Two thousand. It was two thousand. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Lori. <laughs> All right, two thousand. <laughs> Lori would know. <laughs> so well, we didn't have any. <laughs> so yeah, we didn't. But we I had two thousand dollars, and and he gave me the scripture. Um, I'll have to think about where this is at with the addresses. But he says if you see somebody in need and you withhold it, I mean, I'm summarizing this, but in the bottom line, he says if you have the ability to give somebody and you see somebody in need, give it. Right. And he gave me the scripture and he gave me the desire to do it. And for me, cutting the check and sending it off, it says, you know, the Lord just woke me up in the middle of the night and said, you needed this. Yeah. And it was just really a, a remarkable situation. And, um, you know, you just, it's, it's, it's just a wonderful way to live when you're free from that. And, Obviously, Lori knew exactly the the total that we gave, and it's come back to us a, a gazillion fold. Right, I know but it's this, not a word, but it's just fun. This time, though, when you did that, I didn't even bat an eye because I knew you had heard from the Lord, mm-hmm. and I surrendered and just said, "You got to be faithful to what the Lord put on your heart." So I didn't have a hard time. Now, given the context, we didn't have hardly any money left in the bank, so this truly was he who's faithful with with little will be faithful with much. It starts with money. And it was an act of trust and faith that the Lord is our provider. And we literally, so um, we had to learn to walk by faith and we didn't have our bank account. When the Lord said, get used to not being comfortable, boy, he's going to stretch you to help you become who he has intended you to be, but also to really live how we're intended to be. So God-dependent, and our flesh hates it because our flesh wants to be self-sufficient, but we were created to be so God-dependent upon Him as our provider. 
amen to that. I mean, it's just a, <laughs> but it, and it's it's in that stretching point where where you you push it to the limit when you then and and you operate in faith, and it's when you step out in faith and you see the grace of God come in right behind it, yeah, and and you know it gives the Lord an opportunity to bless you. And I, I, I've heard it taught in Scripture that you're robbing God when you don't give and tithe. And, you know, I've kind of looked at that and said, well, that's interesting. God, what's your perspective on that, hearing him? And it's not like you're robbing God from the money. I, I believe in my heart and hearing him and knowing him that you're. it's not that you're robbing God of not giving him the money. I think you're really robbing God of the opportunity to bless you Correct. and bless others. And, and his heart is so much to bless others. And, and that act of giving is actually an act of faith. Right. That this, when, he, when, you, when you appropriate your faith, he appropriates his grace and his ability. And I think that really robbing God is opportunity to just bless your socks off and bless, and bless people um, uh, for his cause and and for your influence and you know again going back what is it what does success mean is influencing the influencing the world in the kingdom for the glory of God and and counting the cost and is just an opportunity to actually step out into an area of finances that that really that really exercises your faith and gives op- the God the opportunity to just bless your socks off and, and, to, and to, to do what he's promised to right. do. Right. Yeah, so just to recap, counting the cost for us was, one, definitely financial. I mean, I thought I was going to have to go back to work. And then when we went out to check out the Bible school um, for campus days, and that was in March of 2011, um, that's when you at that at that um, stoplight had the word for me that I think God's calling you to Bible school. And I had to wrestle with that. Even though I'd had that vision, my mind was thinking, naturally, how is that even going to work? Because how can we support our family and all of the things? But then it came through prayer when I went up um, the second day and for prayer, and the woman prayed over me and broke fear off of me because that's what was hindering me from really stepping in and trusting God. And then it was the next day that I surrendered and said, Lord, I want everything that you have for me, and I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. You know, it, it says in Colossians 3.15, that we're to let the peace of God rule our heart. And that word rule means umpire, makes the decision. And then in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it's talking about that the peace of God will guard our heart, that it the peace of God will surpass understanding. God doesn't give us a peace that is based on our understanding. Uh, we had no understanding, but we had peace because we knew he was calling us into it. We knew he had gone before us. So that peace that surpasses my understanding was so critical because peace then had to rule my heart to step forward. And where there's peace, there's grace, because grace and peace go together. And grace is God's enabling power of doing something that I can't do in my natural. That peace had to be present because counting the costs was financial, but then also friendships and family, looking foolish, looking like, what are you doing? You were a vice president with a major corporation. And why would you give that up to go pursue God when you don't even want to be a pastor? But you had the desire. I mean, it's foolish where it says that 
the things that, uh, what is it, First uh, Corinthians 2.14, that um, the spiritual things are foolish to the natural. So we had to look foolish. We had people even in church leadership that questioned why we would go to Bible school without the goal of going into having a church. Yeah, there, it was a little bit beyond them, but but you know, in the end of the day, all that just all that did that, those their their questioning of us. Right. God didn't give them the vision. God didn't give the church leadership the vision for our lives. He gave that to us. Correct. Okay, and um, and so that was interesting. <laughs> that was an interesting meeting, but <laughs> but we no. had to have our heart established first but, before we. So we had prayed with our friend and got it confirmed. So before we even told anybody, even church leadership, that we were heavily involved with. We had to know that we knew that we knew that God was calling us to do this. Yes, and but and we knew that. We had it established in our hearts that we were going to go. It was nobody could talk us out of it at that point. Right. We established our heart, established our belief that it was God, that he was moving us into that. And once that is established, there is absolutely nothing nobody could say to, to prevent us from doing right. that. So you have to have that vision so sound in your, or so established in your heart because you are going to have opposition. You are going to have people say, what are you doing? You're crazy. Why would you do this? Um, then we had to sell our house and that was taking time to sell. And that's a whole nother story in and of itself. You're going to have opposition afterwards, but that's where you've got to have your heart so grounded in his way, truth, and life that it doesn't matter because Jesus is your focus. He said, follow him. He didn't say, understand him. He said, follow him. And you have to be willing. Isaiah 119 says, he who is willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. And that good is that cream of the crop, fat portion, the best of the best. And that's what God has for you. So due to time, I'm going to end this today. We can, we can talk more about our journey of really um, the finances and the faith of Bible school and really the process of transformation. We had already gone through a series of, of, of transformational steps to lead us up to Bible school, but then that catapulted us into a whole new level, and I want to talk about what we learned from going to Bible school, to separate ourselves like Abraham, to go to the land that God was calling us to, not knowing why, but that discovery process. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you're at, I want you, one, what costs are you needing to count right now? Whether it's a finance or financial situation, whether it's a relational situation, to go all in and follow Jesus. There are risks involved. But again, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, not loving our lives to the death. It's going to feel like death to your flesh, but it's where your spirit is going to come alive and that you live out of that newness and that life that only Jesus can give you. So I want to encourage you today to walk by faith and not by sight. God bless. Real quick before you go, if this has blessed you in any way, I would love for you to help me out. And here's how you can do that. Go to the Apple Podcasts and write a review for my podcast, Created to Thrive. 
Your comments make a big difference and I would love to know how this is helping you make a difference in your life. And then also share it with other people. Anyone that you know that needs to start thriving, I would love for you to share that in all the various ways. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day.